whether it was hundreds of years ago, whether it was 50 years ago, whether it was 20 years ago, whether it is today, we're under attack on so many different levels. This is episode number 305 of the Life, Strength, and Health podcast. Kim here. Thank you for joining me this week. In this episode, we're going to talk about Black men's health from a holistic perspective. But before we dive into that episode, just a few announcements. First, Jamal recently had a birthday a few days ago, and he was able to take it down a bit for a couple days and do those things that he enjoys doing rejuvenating things, just taking it down because he's always so busy um, helping and serving others, which is what he loves to do. Um, But I was happy that he was able to enjoy that time off for his birthday. The testimonial of this episode comes from Akilah. And Akilah says, I love Jamal and Kim's work so much. I highly recommend Life, Strength and Health for working through any health issues you might have whether it's about which supplements to take or how to resolve digestive issues or how to transition into healthier eating habits, Jamal is brilliant and intuitive and he really listens to you and helps you design what is best for you specifically. I am a happy client and couldn't be more grateful for this company's presence in my life. Thank you, Akilah, for those kind words and we wish you much health success. Akela started working with us after receiving a virtual consultation. And our virtual consultations are designed to give you clarity on what's going on with any health challenges that you may be experiencing. But the most important thing is providing a plan of action, a framework to understand the steps that we recommend that you should take to reach your health goals. And with that health assessment, it's like the first step in working with us because then we can customize a program and steps that's necessary for you to reach your health goals because there's no one program that we do the same for everyone. It's really dependent upon what your health needs and what your body needs. So if you are interested in achieving your health through a holistic and natural approach and you want that accountability and support and encouragement to reach your health goals, then we would love to work with you. Just go to lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash schedule and you can learn more about our consultations and you can book an appointment there as well. So now let's segue into this week's episode. And as I mentioned, the title of this episode is Black Men's Health from a Holistic Perspective. Jamal was invited to speak at our local university. Um, There was an organization for black men that asked Jamal to come and speak to the brothers there. And um, he spoke to them years ago and they asked him to come back again to talk about health. And when I listened to the lecture, I just knew that this information had to be shared. It had to be shared because... The statistics were alarming that he shared in regards to black men's health and being a black woman who has a black father, black husband, black uncles. You know, this these statistics were very alarming and black men tend to put their health on the back burner and generally will ignore it until a health challenge arises. And 
that's a pattern that we definitely want to stop. We need to, we all need to practice preventative health. And in this episode, Jamal shares so many facts about black men's health, but he also shares a lot of tips on what black men can do to rebalance their health and to practice preventative health. So if you're a black man, please listen to the end. If you know of any black men that need to hear this message, right, who needs to put their health first or pay more attention to their health, please share this podcast episode. Okay. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. I want to discuss men's health from a holistic perspective, which is different than than a typical health perspective, a typical medical perspective. I want to speak about it holistically, but not just about health overall. I want to talk about um, black men and and our health and our our vitality. I think that that's really important for us. You know, like we we play very important roles in our communities, very important roles in our society. And our, and our livelihood is extremely important. Our livelihood is, is, is everything. And everyone has their roles, but us specifically, like we're, we're the rocks, right? We're the rocks. Like we, we open the way and, if our vitality is, is, is off, our, our community suffers. So we all have a responsibility to bring our A game at all times, or at least try to, and to be on the top of our game at all times, or at least try to, in order for us to, to prevail overall. Because one of the things that, that we know is that we've been under attack for a very long time because the truth is if you want to bring down our community you you attack the men you weaken the men and that's something that they realized a very long time ago and that's something that's been done to us from the very beginning they had to break us they had to try I should say they had to try to break us they had to weaken us in order to weaken our people, we can, our culture, they, they attacked us personally on so many different levels. They attacked us. And it's, it, and it's up to us to regain our strength and to rebalance ourselves. And, and that's the beginning of the conversation that I want to have today, whether it was hundreds of years ago, whether it was 50 years ago, whether it was 20 years ago, whether it is today, we're under attack on so many different levels. Whenever a strong black male model stands up, they get attacked and tore down. So we're under this constant attack and whether we realize it or not, this is something that's happening to us every single day. And it's on so many different levels. A lot of times we don't even realize or see the attack. But when it comes to our health overall, it's no coincidence that Black men are literally the sickest men. I won't even say men. We're the sickest 
of everyone in the country when it comes to overall health challenges. We in this collective right now may feel good. We may feel okay, but overall, overall, we're the sickest. Slightly less than 70% of black men in the United States are either overweight or, or, or obese. Diabetes prevalence is also significantly higher. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention report that African-American men are twice as likely to need treatment or severe kidney disease related diabetes, related to diabetes. Lung and prostate cancers are responsible for more cancer deaths in men. The rates of prostate cancer and related deaths in African-American men are among the highest in the world. AIDS is almost seven times as prevalent in African-American men than in white men, and African-American men are more than nine times more likely to die from the disease. HIV is one of the top 10 killers of African-American men. So the list goes on, and that's just to name a few. The list goes on, all from avoidable things, icons in the culture Dying at early ages, one of the things that I'm beginning to see is that Black men before they're 30 are now dying and having the same health challenges that the elderly used to have. A lot of these things used to be reserved for the elderly, and now we're experiencing these things before we're 40 years old. So... It's easy to say that, you know, it's important for us to take responsibility, but it's something else that's going on. We don't know how to take care of ourselves. We're not taught how to take care of ourselves, right? It's not until the average brother starts to actually feel like something is wrong that they begin to look and take things more seriously, but this is a lifelong journey of the things that we need to do so that we can empower ourselves. So I want to get into some of those things today. One of the things that I'm beginning to see in my office are brothers at very early ages experiencing these challenges, erectile dysfunction, infertility with, with our older uh, couples. These are things that I'm that I'm beginning to see, and these are things that are very concerning. And um, a lot of times, you know, as men, we could we can push we can push our health off. We can put it off till later, and and worry about the grind, worry about the things that we need to focus on. But when the equipment isn't working right, that tends to get people's attention very quickly, right? But we don't want to. We don't want to run into situations when that happens. We want to be strong, right? We want to be strong the entire time. So we. I want to get into this this conversation on what can we do to optimize our health on every level. When we think about health overall, there's a couple of ways of looking at this, right? So you got like mainstream's perception of health, right? 
that when you look at health, when the average person thinks about like good health, we think about exercise, right? Making sure that we exercise. We want to uh, think about a balanced diet. And then the last piece is getting our uh, annual medical exams, right? Our physicals, right? So if we get a clean bill of health, we're eating right and we're exercising, that's the typical limit of what people consider to be healthy. But if that was the case, why is it that people that exercise, people that try to eat right, people that get their annual exams, why is it that they still experience health challenges as well? People's health, I've seen people's health do all of those things and and your health breaks all the way down and people don't understand why, right? How often do we see people that live a healthy lifestyle, but they still get cancer and it's just like, or or something serious and it's like, man, I don't understand uh, how that happened. They live such a healthy lifestyle, right? It must have been genetics. That's that's what comes in next. We blame it on genetics. So I want to give a full picture from a, a Black man's perspective on what we need to do as, as a collective of men in order to optimize our health and how we should be looking at our health overall. So we want to look at health from a holistic perspective. So when we're looking at things from a holistic perspective, we're talking about mind, we're talking about body, we're talking about spirit or energy. That's what we're looking at when we think about health. So if we're looking at this whole picture from a holistic perspective, we're considering supplementation. Where does herbs and and supplements fall in this? We're looking at detoxification. Where does detoxifying your body fall into play? Because that's an important piece of the puzzle as well. Talking about that mind-body connection, right? We're talking about emotional and mental health, sleep, where does sleep fall into this? This is all a part of of wellness, how well you're resting. Self-care, personal care, right? When was the last time you pampered yourself? Because that's all a part of looking at health from a holistic perspective. It's so easy for us to push, but when it comes to self-care, a lot of times that's, it's easier for women to get into the self-care, but a lot of times it's harder for men to take the time to nurture themselves. And laughter, laughter is actually a part of health, right? Joy is a part of health. We can't, always be on the grind so much that we can't take moments out to laugh and have fun like that. Like joy needs to be built into our lifestyle. We can't just be in grind mode and serious mode all the time. We got to take time out for ourselves. We got to take time out to laugh, right? Healthy eating. Exercise. Now now we're bringing these things into play, right? And I'm going to add another piece to that, which is visiting holistic health practitioners. A holistic health practitioner is different than a medical 
uh, practitioner. And the reason why is because we're looking at the body differently. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to prevent you from having health challenges. That's what I'm trying to prevent. I'm trying to help you to understand your body in its own unique way and balance it out to avoid the health challenges. When we look at, let's go back for a second here. This last area here, um, the medical exam, when you get a medical exam, like that's an important piece of the puzzle, but you see it's the smallest piece there because that's detection. When you get a physical, that's more detection. It's telling you what the problem is already. It, when, when things start to show up medically, these are problems that already begin to take place. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to do all of these things to actually allow you to keep having clean bills of health. And when it comes to medical intervention, that should be the last resort as well. You always want to give your body a chance to heal itself, give your body a chance to balance itself out. And then if it can't, then you look for the, for the medical intervention. So when we talk about um, health, all of these things don't usually come to mind for the person and people don't usually do all of these things collectively, but everything that you're seeing here, like this is the total picture of health. And these are the things that you should be working on a regular basis in order for you to be optimal. And obviously there's offshoots of all of these different things that we'll get into a little bit. Let's talk about that mental health, let's talk about that emotional health. When your mental state is good and your emotional state is good, for many that can translate into strong spiritual health as well. All of these things are one. If you wanna have the superior ability to have control over thought, control over your emotions, laser beam focus, being centered and grounded, enhanced personal power, that all comes through things like meditation and breathing exercises and mindfulness. All of those things come into play. One of the things that we did today um, at the beginning uh, was some releasing exercises to begin to release. But there are many different things that, that, that you can do to release. But having some type of release practice, have some type of centering practice, and some type of mental mental practice to help you to center yourself and to work on your focus and, and, and be able to control your emotions. Like that's a huge thing. One of the things that we're, that we're not taught about is that emotions are actually meant to be controlled. Emotions are not supposed to control you, right? There's a saying, emotions are great servants, but poor masters. So by mastering your breathing and mastering your mindfulness, you can have control over all of these things. And when it comes to that personal care for yourself, that can be anything. Like I put massage up here as an example, but uh, that could be facials. You know what I'm saying? That could be 
a, a vacation. It could just be taking time to um, just do things that's fun, right? All of that is personal care. You want to make sure that you have joy in your life because when it comes to health, one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle is stress management. You can get every single thing right. You could do everything right. You could eat right. You can exercise. You could be doing both of those things. But if you're not managing your stress well, stress can single-handedly tear your health down easily. It can tear your health down. It can have an impact on your, your cardiovascular system. It can, have a, in a, it can affect your ability to lose or gain weight if you're not managing your stress. It can destroy your digestive system. It can lead to thyroid challenges, which leads to hormonal issues. Stress is a huge piece of the puzzle. I, I put stress probably, I would put stress management number two two on the list when it comes to the most important things about health. I put stress management above food. I put it above exercise. And this is just something that that we're not talking about and that we're not working on. But if you're working on a health regimen, you have to have stress management, right? Because the thing is, especially in 2020, with everything that's going on, uh, you know, uh, now, uh, there's nothing that we could do about the stress in our life. Like it's going to be here. We just can't, you know, shut our life down and, and, and pack it up and start a new life, right? We have our life. What we have control over is how our life affects us, how our life impacts us, right? So we have control over that and we do that through stress management. So everyone in here, if I was to ask you, what are you doing for stress? you should be able to very specifically lay things down that you do to manage your stress. That's really important. And most of the time when I ask people that, they have no idea they have to to, to think about that, right? So stress is a huge piece of the puzzle. So um, another important thing is, hang on for a second, make sure I didn't uh, pass that here. Okay. Um, Another important thing when it comes to uh, stress management is creating sacred space for yourself, right? One of the things that you want to ask yourself, and this is like in the environments that you're in the most, this isn't like everywhere, right? But does our environments promote healing or peace or does it promote sickness or stress, right? So it's important for us all to have sanctuaries, Um, in our lives. That could be your bedroom. It could be your entire home, right? But we need to have a place that we can recharge on a regular basis. And there's certain elements that you can put in your spaces to make sure that it feels healing for you. Like we're very like, uh, we're nature people. So we, it's easy for us to connect to things in nature and things in nature will calm us if it's brought in correctly. So things like plants, for example, those things have a grounding and natural calming effect. Uh, they clean the air, they balance out the energy, right? So to have plants in your home, that is going to create a healing space. But all healing spaces are different. It's important that you have a healing space for you, whatever that is, in all of the places that you spend the most time, 
you want to make sure that you have some healing elements to help you recharge. If you're in an office, you want to make sure that your office, your if you're in a cubicle, your cubicle, wherever it is that you work, you want to have some elements there to keep you grounded and, and to allow you to stay um, to stay balanced and, and not get overly stressed. Some environments are just stressful, just just being in, in those environments, just the way that they look, the colors, like the, the chaos, the disorganization, like it automatically brings a level of stress. So it's a part of that, that self-care, a part of that mental health, a part of that um, emotional health is creating these sacred spaces to allow us to stay balanced and healed. So what I said earlier was that I had, um, I will put stress uh, management, the second most important thing on the list, because it can single-handedly tear your health down. The next thing that I put number one on the list is stress management. I mean, I'm sorry, sleep, getting enough sleep. I put that number one on the, on, on the list. If you're not getting enough sleep, it's impossible to have optimum health, superior health. You, if, you, if you're functioning on less sleep, your days are numbered, right? You're, you're working on borrowed time if you're not getting enough sleep. And when it comes to health, especially with, with, with the brothers, no one's talking about sleep, right? A lot of times with us, it's even the opposite, right? A lot of times we'll look at sleep almost as negative, like we like we need to get less sleep, right? A lot of times we brag about not needing uh, that much sleep, right? We get on people for sleeping, for, for, for laughing, like that, that's even, that's even like a cultural terms, don't, don't sleep on me, right? Like we, we look at that as a, like a negative thing, sleep, right? All of the sayings, you know, sleep is the cousin of death, right? All, all of these, di- these different things, like we got to push, but the truth of the matter is that we need a certain amount of sleep. And if we don't get a certain amount of sleep every single night, what happens is we, we, our hormones can't balance themselves naturally. So one of the things we spoke about earlier was uh, like erectile dysfunction and things like that. So your hormones can't function properly if you don't get a certain amount of sleep. One of the things that, that's, that's powerful about sleep in men is testosterone, right? Testosterone is like that magic potion for us. It gives us our vigor. Um, it gives us our drive. It gives us energy. It gives us focus, right? Um, that's what it does beyond like our, our, our sexuality. Testosterone is, is a powerful thing for, for, for men. So what happens is the longer you sleep, the higher your testosterone rises, right? So if you sleep for eight hours, your testosterone is going to be peaked out. And then when you wake up in the morning, the reason why uh, we have those morning erections is because our, our testosterone is at its highest. Like our, our, our testosterone tank is full. So we have these, these erections, right? Um, and, and that is always a good sign to measure where your hormone levels are, to measure where your health is, because if you're waking up in the morning and you're no longer having those erections, 
then that's letting you know that that something is off, something is out of balance in in your body. So you wake up with this erection, you wake up with all of these um, these hormones, uh, you know, with your with your cup full, and then as the day progresses. Your, your testosterone decreases throughout the day. It gets lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. By the time you go to bed, it's at its lowest. So if you're staying up extended hours, right, long days, and then your testosterone is, is, is low, and then you get like three, four hours of rest, you're not going to be able to dial up your, your testosterone. You're already starting uh, with a low account of testosterone and hormones. And now you have another long day again. Now, now you started out like with your tank half full. Now you're draining it some more. You see what I'm saying? So it's like this chain reaction over time where you don't even realize it, but you just start to lose a step and you lose a little bit of focus or you lose a little bit of, of, of your drive or you're starting to notice that something is off um, in the bedroom, right? Um, there's so many other factors, but this is a huge piece of the puzzle on a basic level that, um, that we do to ourselves and not even realize how important it is. We need as men, we need a minimum of six hours of sleep on a consistent basis in order for us to be optimum, right? And if, you're, if your life is very stressful and you put out a lot, then you need even more, uh, more hours than that, right? A good way to tell like how much sleep you need when things are balanced and, and, and you, you're de-stressed is to just let yourself sleep. Let yourself sleep and see how long it takes you to, to wake up on your own without an alarm clock, right? If you get, if it takes eight hours, that's what you, that's what you need. If it takes nine hours, that's what your body needs right now. You need more, you need more sleep, right? If an alarm clock is waking you up, then you know that you're sleep deprived. You're not getting enough sleep, right? When your body gets what it needs, it's, it's like, think about think about your cell phone. Like you plug your cell phone up when the bars is, is done, the bars is done, right? Um, just like with your body, when you get enough sleep, you're going to wake up. It's not one of those things where you're just going to keep sleeping indefinitely, right? So those are signs of letting us know we're not getting enough sleep. So Hopefully we got people will have some questions on sleep and we can get into that a little bit more and the importance of like things that you can do to begin to reset yourself. But what, what I'll say is this um, in the beginning, if you're not getting enough sleep, it's going to seem like you need more sleep. It may seem like you need nine, 10 hours a night. But as your battery starts to full, you notice that you'll need less and less and less sleep. But your body's trying to catch up with you. So sleep is huge. Sleep is a huge piece of the puzzle. We spoke about movement, right? That's one of the things that we spoke about. So uh, one of the things that's that's important when it comes to uh, movement overall, hang on. All right. One of the things that we spoke about when it when we talk about movement overall is uh, what's what's age appropriate. When we're younger, when we're in our, our, our younger 20s, um, a lot of times we're ego exercising. So we're exercising in a way just to build muscle, just to look a certain way. That's an external experience. You're getting the benefits from it, but you're working out differently. So you're doing like curls, for example, because you want 
your biceps jack, right? You you'll see a lot of people just slamming the bench because we want big, you know, bigger chest and and shoulders and things like that, right? So all of those things are cool to do, but as you get older, you want to lift more practically. So doing full body movements because your body moves as a whole. There's rarely anything that you do that isolates one muscle at a time. When we move in real life, it's very functional and things are moving at the same time. So when we talk about exercise, you want to do functional movements that's going to work your entire body at the whole, at the same time. Or when you do work out, you can do full body workouts. Another piece of the puzzle when it comes to looking at exercise from a uh, holistic perspective is uh, mobility. Mobility is your your ability to move through certain positions naturally without hurting yourself. And the better that you can move, the better that you're going to be able to feel. You need to be able to squat low for a position. You need to be able to turn and maneuver your body naturally without hurting yourself. So there are mobility exercises and mobility movements that aren't necessarily working on like the muscle itself is working on like the function of, of your, your joints and, and, and being loose in those muscles. And then the last thing is uh, flexibility. Um, a tight muscle is an unhealthy muscle. It doesn't matter how big, how muscular, how strong you are. If your muscle is tight, it is unhealthy. So between, you know, working your whole body, mobility, and when we say whole body, I'm talking about making sure that you're hitting everything. Legs are an important piece of the puzzle. A lot of times the brothers will just do upper body and we really won't touch the legs. But when it comes to building testosterone and balancing your hormones out, leg exercises are the things that do it. You hit your legs and you everything else is going to be better just from you hitting your legs. So that's that's really important being able to move and flexibility. And then also we can be active. Uh, we don't necessarily just have to hit the weights. We can be active by just doing extracurricular activities, hitting the courts, uh, biking, swimming, like all of these like kind of sport oriented activities that we can, you know, get together and do. These things are going to keep us healthy, take our, our, um, our health to the next level. Another important piece of the puzzle that we spoke about was detoxification. That's a part of health as well. We live in a very toxic society, unfortunately, and we are always going to be bombarded with toxicity, whether it's from the air that we breathe, whether it's from chemicals from where we work or products that we use or some type of packaged food or we're eating out and certain ingredients are are in those things. We're always going to be bombarded with toxicity. So it's a good idea to take time out on a regular basis to detoxify your body. So your body detoxifies itself naturally. We're assisting your body with detoxification because because sometimes we can get so much in our way that we don't allow our bodies to detoxify um, and our bodies stay clogged and congested. And what happens is if, if toxicity stays in our system for too long, our bodies become sluggish. They don't absorb properly. They don't do the things that they used to be able to do. And when we start to lose a step and we start not to feel the same, the first thing that we start to associate 
associate that with is aging and old age when it's really that we haven't been properly servicing our vehicles. We haven't been properly cleaning our bodies out so that we can maintain optimum health. So detoxification is a huge piece of the puzzle. There are so many different types of detox. Um, detoxification programs out there. You can, you know, get over-the-counter herbs. You can do juice uh, fasting. You can do raw food. You can do liquid fasting. Um, so, so many different types of uh, detoxes out there. It's just a matter of which one uh, that you need to do, right? Uh, one of the things that we do at uh, our holistic center is um, we do all types of detoxes, but one of the things that we do is uh, colon hydrotherapy, which is uh, detoxing your, your colon, right? Many different types out there. So now the healthy eating part, right? So now we'll get into the healthy, the, uh, the healthy eating part. Uh, everyone has an idea of what it means to, to eat healthy, right? We all have a general idea of what that, of what that means. But one thing that, that is, I would say, the most important thing when it comes to thinking about health is what we're not eating, right? What we eat is important, but what we don't eat, I would say, is, is more important because there are certain things that we can eat that will destroy our health, right? So we're working on both ends. We're eating things to destroy our health, and then we're trying to eat things that, that build the health, right? So if we want to build the health, we got to stop putting the things that's going to destroy our health um, and our bodies. I think that that's like the most important thing. And then it's like so many different diets out there in regards to, you know, uh, what what's the best diet, right? But it really comes down to uh, eating whole foods. That's what it comes down to, like eating clean, eating whole foods, getting away from uh, a lot of fast foods, getting away from uh, like restaurants, um, you know, at least eating out on a regular basis and, and going back to like homemade meals, um, whether you are getting it all the way right or not. One thing for sure is if you, you're eating home cooked meals, things that you're making yourself, you're already uh, ahead of the game. One thing that when it comes to um, to nutrition overall is everyone is on their own unique journey. I can have a consultation with every single brother uh, that's here right now, and you could all have your own unique differences as, as far as the diet that you need to do. Um, it could be similar or it can be completely different at all. So there is no one uh, cookie cutter approach when it comes to eating right? There, there isn't one. We hear about all of these diets that's supposed to be, you know, like superior. There is no superior diet, right? It all comes down to the, to the individual. But one thing, one thing that, that reigns true is that um, a lot of times we, we need, we do need to eat a lot of vegetables, right? We need, we need a lot of vegetables um, in our diet, and we need to make sure that we're hitting um, all of those food groups. We're getting all of those in. We're getting in. Um, we're getting proteins in. We're getting fats in. We're getting carbohydrates in. We need something from all of those food groups to be healthy. We need to get them from uh, good, clean sources. 
but everyone's, you know, uh, ratios are going to be different. All right. So um, I think that's important to discuss is, as well. Uh, and that's the reason why you have some diets where people make um, do them and they feel great and the others do the same diet and they feel horrible. Right. And it's always going to be like that if you're just jumping in on random diets. I want to take some time to talk about male health from a um, virility perspective, um, feeding our our feeding our bodies because that's one of the things that uh we don't learn about like how 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 are we supposed to feed ourselves properly so that our hormones are balanced how do we feed ourselves properly so that we maintain strong erections and potency um and in virility right those are things that we don't talk about we don't know the things that we may be doing to ourselves that that causes these problems all right. There's a reason why why uh, Viagra is as big as it is, as well as even the, the herbal uh, remedies for for virility, because something is off. Something is off with us and we're reaching for these things to help us, but not realizing that this isn't just circumstantial. It's not something that's just happening to us. It's things that are being done. You know, uh, Viagra. Uh, and things like Viagra, they weren't really made for um, erections. They weren't made for erections. Th those were like uh, cardiovascular uh, meds. And what they noticed was they were giving um, people these types of drugs um, for their cardiovascular system. And they noticed that these people were, were getting these uh, super erections. And that's when they began to make the connection about blood flow, right? Um, but it also is 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 a, is a clue that uh, you know cardiovascular disease and diabetes and all of these issues that you know uh, prostate issues, all of these issues that um, we lead the country in are are like the the precursor to those challenges is erectile dysfunction, is impotency, and things like that. Like it's it's all interconnected. I was looking at this one study. Uh, they they had did a study on um, on young men between the ages of I believe nineteen and twenty seven, and it was it was a it was actually a French fry study. What they did were was uh, they they were eating uh, McDonald French fries. So what they did was they tested their their arteries uh, before uh, the the fries. And after the fries, and what they found out was that 24 hours after eating the fries, they had the arteries of a 70-year-old, right? And the cause of that was the bad oils that they use. So um, that's going to affect like your, 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 your flow. It's going to affect your cardiovascular system. It's going to affect your virility when we consume all of these bad oils. Um, something else that really destroys our health is too much sugar intake, right? And that would be the diabetes connection. So 
Uh, if we're having challenges now, the first thing that you want to do is you want to um, reduce your, your sugar intake down to 30 grams a day, like for starters, right? We got it. You have to heal and repair from uh, over sugaring your diet, but too much, too, too much of the bad oils, too much sugar in your diet. And when I say sugar, I'm definitely talking about added sugars to the things that you're eating, but I'm also talking about foods that, that turn into sugar as well. So not just sugar, sugar, it could be bread and pastries and cakes and all of these things that turn into sugar. These things are going to have an effect on um, our erections as well and our overall potency as well. And um, in addition to that, uh, one powerful thing uh, that's important when it comes to um, feeding, feeding our bodies, feeding our anatomy. One of the important things is fats, right? Making sure that we get enough good quality fats in our diets. Um, in our society, fats are looked at as bad, as evil. So we're as a, as a whole, we're on this uh, fat-free thing. We're staying away from fats, but fats are um, needed in order to manufacture fat-soluble vitamins. In order for us to manufacture our hormones properly, our testosterone, it's important that we have good quality fats in our diet. It's important for us to have good quality fat-soluble vitamins and minerals um, and our diets as well. Like that's a very important thing. Um, cholesterol is actually um, an important thing as well. We want to make sure that we have good quality, uh, good levels of cholesterol. If our cholesterol is too high, that causes problems. But if our cholesterol is too low, that's going to cause problems as well. So very important that we make sure our cholesterol levels are um, are good as well. All right, hang on for a second. I think some uh, people are trying to get in here. Okay, all right. I just uh, let them in. Okay. So um, Cholesterol levels. A good cholesterol level is actually around 200. Medically, they'll tell us that 200 is high, but uh, you'll notice at, at, as men, like when your uh, cholesterol levels are, are around that 200 range, you're gonna you're going to feel your your best. A lot of times, they want uh, black men. They want our, our cholesterols down below one 160. Um, but but um, you know a lot of the new re research is supporting that and saying that 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 number is too low for us. So we want to make sure that that's higher. Um, some foods that are really good for feeding our anatomy are um, fatty fish. Uh, things like uh, avocados are good for us. Um, seeds, different the various types of seeds that are out there are good for us. Um, nuts are good for us as well. However, uh, we have a tendency to overeat nuts. So small amounts of nuts are very healthy for us as well. Um, a, a, a superfood when it comes for, um, comes to virility is actually oysters. 
um, super, super um, strong for it. Fish oil is good. Um, coconut oil is good. So we want to get all of the fat-rich foods in and the, and the fat-soluble vitamins in, and that's going to help to, to give us the, the, uh, the virility that we need. Um, making sure that uh, we're hydrated is important as well because we're talking about circulation. So we want to make sure that we're hydrating ourselves and we're making sure that we're drinking enough water, right? Because how can you have good circulation if you're dehydrated, right? Um, and dehydrate um, hydration isn't always water, by the way. Like it, you can get it in a form of tea, right? You can make a fresh juice and you can get hydration through that. Um, you can get it through uh, broth, for example. So it's not in soups. It's not always just sit down and pound down a, a lot of water. It's just making sure that your, your body is hydrated. You can get it from watery fruits. You know, we know watermelon and uh, cucumber, they're mostly water, right? So we can get it from, we can get our hydration from all of those things, but hydration is a big part of the puzzle. Fats is a really big part of, of the puzzle and uh, keeping your sugars low is a really big part of the puzzle as well. So we want to make sure that um, we're covering all of those bases. And I know we're going to get into some more details, but I just wanted to uh, give you like a nice overview of all of these main areas that we need to be looking at when it comes to uh, our health overall. And then... Lastly, we got the the um the practitioners, your medical practitioner practitioners, your holistic practitioners, your holistic practitioners are on the front end. Your medical practitioners are on the back end. They both have a function. A lot of times, we will have our medical physicians and pra uh, practitioners, but we don't have our holistic side, right? So, if we're looking at this this whole um, puzzle, you need to have you need to have your team. You got to have your team that you work with in the beginning and your team that you work with on, on, on the backside of things. You know what I'm saying? Like I, like I'm going to try to do my best to help you to optimize your health and to keep it optimum. But there may be a time, there may be something that's going on where I'm like, Hey, look, you know, we've, we've tried everything that we could do, but you know, this seems like it's a little bit past us. You might want to go see a doctor, we might need a little bit of extra intervention with this, you know, maybe you got started on it too late or whatever the case may be, but you want to make sure that you have that, that, um, that whole team there. That's important. So what I'm going to do is, uh, I know I said a lot, I know I covered a lot. I'm going to open it up for, um, for some Q and A. Hopefully we can get into, uh, you know, some of the, um, the topics that, uh, that I spoke about and, uh, dive into them a little bit deeper. So that is the conclusion of this episode. Hopefully you receive some value from it. As I mentioned before, please share this episode with as many people as you can, because this information needs to be shared. The more people that hear this information, the more it can definitely help. This presentation was done online during COVID. There's not many in-person gatherings, right? So this lecture was done online so there was a slide deck that Jamal was using if you would like to see the pres presentation with the slide deck or if you know someone that's more of a visual person then I'm going to put the link in the show notes page 
of the, the video that's on our YouTube channel. And the show notes page for this episode is lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 305. That's lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 305. And there I will list the YouTube video of this lecture. Also, one thing I'm going to share, and this is more of about an accountability check for me. (laughs) I'm going to be doing a Vlogmas challenge on our YouTube channel. And that's basically a 31 day blitz on our YouTube channel where I'll be releasing a video every single day for the month of December. So if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, I'm going to put that link in the show notes page as well. You know, we would appreciate it if you showed us some love and subscribe to the channel and check out the videos that we're going to be posting one a day for the entire month of December. And I'm just sharing that more of an accountability check for myself. (laughs) So thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until next time, live healthier.